This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. This is your girl, Audra, and you are listening to Community, where we talk about unique pathways and common goals. And so you guys know what I'm going to say next. I am over the moon excited to have this gentleman here uh, with me uh, in the early history of this podcast. So young man, if you'd be so kind as to introduce yourself, I would appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my name is Eric Palmer. Okay. Eric Palmer. Okay, so Eric, how did we meet, man? Uh, back in high school. Yes. Class of 1983 on a cast tech. The fabulous. Yeah, the fabulous cast tech. Yeah. I didn't get there to the 10th grade, so it had to be around 10th grade time. Okay. Sometime during that, okay. during that time frame. Yeah. Been playing football and everything. I know you was kicking it with me. Did you really have to say that, (laughs) man? D-E-V-O. D-E-V-O with the Devo hat walking through (laughs) Cast Tech with that red hat that looked like an upside down flower pot. Yes. That was was Cast Tech. That was Cast Tech. That was the brothers. Yeah. And so that was, yeah, that was my little (laughs) boyfriend during that time. Okay. Eric, what? Is your definition a community? Community, a uh, group of individuals that uh, live in the same area, mm-hmm. that uh, have the common social, economical, mm-hmm. political goals, mm-hmm. the same or very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it, it could be uh, in a neighborhood amongst a family of folks that mm-hmm. you have those common goals with, mm-hmm. or it could be at work, right. a community of, of peers where you all work in the same environment, but some of your goals are are common. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So Eric, um, this next question is a nod to the movie Brown Sugar. <laughs> How old were you, man, when you fell in love with Detroit? That's a good question. I don't think I've never not been in love with Detroit. I, I tell you, mm-hmm. I do recall all the way back to when I was two years old in 67. Mm-hmm. And the uh, I've learned to call it the rebellion, rebellion yes. was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we lived not too, not too far from here. We lived off of Blaine Street. Really? And across the street was a schoolyard where all the tanks were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as, as I got older, um, started going to grade school, went to Pasture. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just just a just a general appreciation of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start to realize at a young age um, the global value mm-hmm. of the city of Detroit, mm-hmm. and then growing up as we did during our days in the 70s and mm-hmm. into the 80s and 
most of the folks in our neighborhoods within Detroit look like us. Right, <laughs> right. We felt real special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I did. Felt like uh, Africa inside of inside of Detroit. Right. So I, I don't know exactly. I guess I can say I, I've always been in love with Detroit, but I guess I could also say I really fell in love with Detroit when I gained some independence in mm-hmm. my, my late teens and got a vehicle and was able to get out and explore mm-hmm. the way that uh, we used to explore, right? which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you talk about uh, being growing up in the city when, you know, we could look at others and, you know, a lot of people look like us. Um, was there any, did that kind of encourage you to make that pilgrimage that you made um, because you grew up here uh, when you went and visited Kenya? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, t- I tell you, when I got off the plane there and started looking around, um, it reminded me of 1970s Detroit. Mm-hmm. And because of the number of black people that were in close concentration with one another, mm-hmm. um, the camaraderie that I've seen, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> the clothes that they were wearing. <laughs> 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 but but yes, it 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 did because I know we've tried to move away from segregated communities. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of torn on segregated and and integrated, Mm -hmm. not necessarily non-segregated, but integrated. Mm -hmm. And um, while I was there, well, actually, before I went over Mm -hmm. to to Nairobi, Mm -hmm. uh, we were told, I was told by a number of people who were either West Africans Mm -hmm. or West Indians, Mm -hmm. not to go over there and call them my cousins. Don't go over there and say, what's up, cuz? What's up, cuz? Because mm-hmm. right. that's what we do here. Right. But I found when I got there, specifically in East Africa, mm-hmm. that uh, they were very, very welcoming. Mm-hmm. Open arms. Open arms. They looked at me up and down and tried to figure out where I could have fallen within the tribes of their particular communities. <sighs> so it was, a, it was a very, very moving experience, and I look forward to whenever I can go back over there. But Kenya has 42 different tribes. Mm. And every day at work, there was somebody that would come up and they'd look at me up and down. <laughs> they say, you would have been this tribe. You would have been that tribe. Wow. You would have been Lua. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would have been collagen. You know, right. and, and, and it, was, it was moving because mm-hmm. they were accepting the fact that I did come from the motherland, right? And they were showing their way of welcoming back that in, is so... into the motherland. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. So, how long were you in Kenya? I was there four and a half months. Okay, I got there October, beginning of October of 2011, mm-hmm. and I came back home in the middle of uh, March okay. 2012. Okay, and um, I was hoping for another opportunity to go over, but it it never materialized. Okay. And the facilities that General Motors has over there, they've since sold it. Oh, okay. Which actually was, I'm not going to say our goal when we when we got there. I went over with a, a co-worker mm-hmm. who was actually my manager. But it was a challenge to get us over there because our management here at home mm-hmm. was bickering 
with GM East Africa about who was going to pay our wages. Okay. East Africa couldn't afford them. Mm-hmm. So me and him, we told each other, we're going to make East Africa so affordable mm-hmm. that they'll be able to afford to bring us back over. Mm-hmm. And we did. Okay. <clears throat> he had a chance to go over, mm-hmm. but I but didn't, didn't before. because I, I, I was on a uh, project that they weren't going to let me go back over. But okay. we did make them profitable, and mm-hmm. unfortunately we made them so profitable what they were building was a joint uh, project with Isuzu. Oh, wow. Okay. They were building a commercial truck, mm-hmm. or a few commercial trucks. Mm-hmm. And Isuzu decided to buy out GM's 51%. Oh, wow. So, so, yeah, you made them profitable. Made them profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, killed my opportunity of going back over there and mm-hmm. you know, take advantage of GM in their $7,000 first class flight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed, um, you know, you were sharing some of your experiences and, and, and the culture, and I really experienced, you know, appreciated being able to see it through you on Facebook. Facebook can oh, yes. be a beautiful thing yes. in some oh, respects. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. If used properly mm-hmm. and not pettily. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 I originally went over. It was supposed to be three months. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how our management. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be six months, and it got cut to three months mm-hmm. because of nobody, uh, you know, wanted to pay for the whole six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we eventually extended it to four and a half. Okay. But uh, within that first three months, every weekend I was trying to find somewhere to go and yeah. do something. Yeah. So every weekend, I plan to go here, plan to go there to see as much as possible mm-hmm. on GM's dime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, before before I came back home. Yeah. So had you ever been to the continent before? No. Okay. That's that's outstanding. No, I no, just love first, that. First time. Okay. I've got to I've got to go back go to mm-hmm. West Africa. Okay. Got to go to West Africa. I've been doing um, ancestry dot com mm-hmm. the DNA test mm-hmm. and then the African ancestry. DNA test also. Mm-hmm. I find that my father's lineage goes back to Gabon. My mother's lineage goes back to Cameroon. So I've got to, yeah. you know, find that opportunity to go back there to the west coast of, okay. of the continent. Yeah. But comparing it to growing up here in Detroit, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, 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 I, I always say that, you know, us being born in 65, mid-60s, mm-hmm. we were born into being three-and-a-half-fifths <laughs> <laughs> of a human. We, we had not reached four-fifths of a human until the civil rights right. uh, bill was passed in the, in the 60s. Mm-hmm. But um, growing up through the 70s and only really knowing our culture and our existence, mm-hmm. even though, you know, there were a few white people that, that lived on our street, mm-hmm. um, the normality that I thought existed was black people. Mm-hmm. And everybody else was the exception. Right, right. Unfortunately, that's, <laughs> I mean, technically, actually, that's still the case, right. but uh, the way society has constructed it. Yeah. It makes us believe it's flipped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so, bro, uh, we're going to go into this next segment. That's a good segue uh, into uh, I really am excited to ask you this question. 
so that you can share what you're working on. So, what up, though? <laughs> <laughs> what you working well, on, bro? What you working on? As, you working a, on? as a pre-retirement hobby, mm-hmm. I've got 10 more years before I can retire, but as a, as a pre-retirement hobby, I've, I've taken up uh, interest in the tux, uh, tux, the Tuskegee Airmen. Mm-hmm. I've been a member of the Detroit chapter since 2003 I joined. And I've taken up such keen interest because I didn't find out about the Tuskegee Airmen until 92. Okay. And Mr. Downs, who was an electronics teacher in our school, he was a Tuskegee Airman. Mm-hmm. And me being in aerospace technology, our teacher never, that I could recall, ever talked about Mr. Downs being a Tuskegee Airman. But also, as I've been involved with, with our chapter, I've realized that Mr. Downs never really talked about it himself. So okay. he probably, Mr. Tolliver probably didn't know. Mm-hmm. But I've been involved with the Detroit chapter since 2003. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that the young fellas are responsible for is being the torchbearers, okay. is carrying on the legacy. Mm-hmm. Since 2003, I've been the editor and publisher of their newsletter, The Hawks Cry 2. Okay. Evolved it to an electronic PDF, mm-hmm. digital mm-hmm. newsletter that's posted out online. Um, but I was blessed in February 2017 to get a 2011 Mustang convertible. Yes. that I decided to custom wrap to emulate the red tail P-51 fighter plane <laughs> that the Tuskegee Airmen flew. And my initial intent was for our chapter to use it in parades because mm-hmm. we get a lot of invitations to parades. Mm-hmm. But our chapter president gave me a flyer to a car show. Mm-hmm. I went to the car show and the vehicle won an award. Wow. A lot of recognition, so and a, a lot of attention during that car show. Mm-hmm. So that told me this is a, another venue that I could pursue, another avenue that I could pursue mm-hmm. to talk about the history and the legacy of the Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, you know, a lot of people will hear about them at museums, mm-hmm. hear about them at air shows, mm-hmm. those types of things. But very rarely will you hear someone talking about the Tuskegee Airmen at a car show. Mm-hmm. So. Last year, I did 54 events. The vehicle won nine awards and recognitions. Wow. I'm not quite sure how many I've done this year, mm-hmm. but I go to car shows. I've taken it across country. Right. Uh, we did Route 66 last year. Mm-hmm. The Tuskegee Airmen National Convention was in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So we took it across Route 66 to go to Las Vegas. This year, the convention is in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So what we've got set up here at the beginning of August mm-hmm. is what we're calling a civil rights tour. Oh. And I've, uh, I've looked at the Civil Rights Trail website. Mm-hmm. And there's some interesting spots that have some, some, some things to do with the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. And what we're planning on doing is stopping at some of those spots, some museums, mm-hmm. some photo ops, some video ops, mm-hmm. different things. Mostly, uh, we're going Kentucky, Tennessee, and Alabama, okay, and then down into Orlando. Mm-hmm. So right now, as a matter of fact, on Facebook, we've got a fundraiser that's that's out there where we're we're trying to raise funds mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. for this particular trip. So, you know, if people are interested in donating, mm-hmm. they can go to our Facebook page, which is Detroit Red Tail, mm-hmm. or they can go to our website, DetroitRedTail.org. Okay. It's like Detroit Red Wings, mm-hmm. but different. <laughs> oh, that's comedy. Oh, that's comedy. Okay. So, bro, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, okay? And we're going to come right back, okay? And we're going to finish. We're going to finish talking about Detroit Red Tail, okay? All right. Sounds All right. good. You have a brilliant mind. Projects, businesses, events, ideas that will make a positive impact on your specific audience, all while organically growing your brand. Knowing the importance of investing in your brand and being willing to do whatever it takes is empowering. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. BW Creative Solutions is a boutique consulting company that specializes in customized marketing and branding. We offer creative marketing and branding with collaborative resources to bring your vision to life. Give us a call at 313-444-9385 and schedule your free 15-minute consultation. When your project shines, we smile. Okay. We are back, and you are listening to Community, where we talk about unique pathways and one common goal. And I have my bro here, Eric Palmer. And we were just talking about um, his initiative around highlighting um, the prestigious, uh, distinguished Tuskegee Airmen. And he is currently uh, fundraising for a trip across the country, um, the Civil Rights Trail. Yes. Okay. And so if you can expand on that again and kind of repeat how uh, people can support you uh, in this quest for you to, to, to travel with the no, civil rights. No, really. Okay. Well, um, starting last year, we, we've started, uh, you know, this, this week-long venture before the Tuskegee Airmen Convention to use our, our vehicle mm-hmm. to raise awareness across the country mm-hmm. about the Tuskegee Airmen. Not sure how many people we encountered last year when we went across Route 66. Mm-hmm. I would say at least 1,500 to 2,000 people. Wow. Direct, direct contacts. Right. So this year with the convention, Tuskegee Airmen National Convention being in Orlando, mm-hmm. um, going south, we're going to, of course, leave out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And we're going to venture through Kentucky, through Tennessee, um, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then uh, into into Florida, mm-hmm. but then also on our way back, we're coming through South Carolina and Georgia. Okay. But this particular trip is going to be a civil rights tour. Okay, we're going to take advantage of uh, some uh, things that we found on the Civil Rights Trail website that mm-hmm. highlights. Uh, a lot of locations in multiple states mm-hmm. that had something to do with the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take advantage of some of those uh, sites that are on our route okay. to Orlando. A mm-hmm. um, couple of sites in, well, one site in Kentucky, two or three sites in Nashville. Mm-hmm. We're going over to Memphis mm-hmm. to the... Uh, the Rain Motel, right. although we've been there once already this year. I was there the same time I missed you. you know, yeah, we yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, 
and then down into down into Alabama, uh, Alabama. Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to hit Birmingham, mm-hmm. then uh, Selma, mm-hmm. and Montgomery, and then we're actually going to pass through Tuskegee yeah. and pass the Tuskegee Historic Site, mm-hmm. and then head down to down to Orlando. Mm-hmm. We're going to visit. Uh, think about five or six different museums okay and i've been reaching out to them to see if uh to see if we can um set up presentations mm-hmm. so we could go in and, and give about an hour presentation to yeah. anyone that's interested in hearing about detroit red tail and its initiatives and, mm-hmm. and uh what it uh what it does basically right. what mm-hmm. it does basically Okay, so when you travel, is it a caravan? Is it a couple vehicles, or is it just you? Just, just you? me and and anybody that wants to ride with me. Okay, okay. <laughs> One of the guys in our chapter, a guy by the name of Eric Love, mm-hmm. um, he rode with me last year. Actually, he he volunteers to ride with me on a lot of events that I go to. We went down to Texas, mm-hmm. down to Houston earlier this year. That's when we stopped in mm-hmm. in uh, Memphis, and uh, he's volunteered to ride with me on. On this one. Okay. So when you're out on the interstate, what kind of reactions do you get from other travelers? Or? You, you know, we talk about community, and I appreciate black folk. Mm-hmm. But black folk, when you see a black man standing there with something, and he's talking to a group of white folks, stop and listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously he's talking about something black. <laughs> um. Last year, across Route 66, well, actually all of the distance uh, things that we did last year, and even so far this year, when we stop at gas stations, mm-hmm. when we stop at rest stops, mm-hmm. when we stop at restaurants, mm-hmm. if we get out of the vehicle and we come back out, there's usually one, two, three, or four people standing around the car. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, well, actually I would say about 60 to 70%. Mm-hmm. Have an idea of what they're looking at. Okay. White people. Okay. Knowing exactly what they're looking at. Wow. Okay. Knowing that that's a tribute to the Tuskegee Airmen. Mm-hmm. Probably 50% of those are Air Force veterans. Okay. So they should know about the mm-hmm. Tuskegee Airmen. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, we, uh, where were we at? Oh, St. Louis. We were in St. Louis and we were getting some photo ops of the arch in the background mm-hmm. and the, uh, the old courthouse mm-hmm. uh, in the foreground, and we were right there on that street. And the white family stopped. Mm-hmm. We were talking to them. Two or three young black couples just walk right on by. Really? I'm like, you know, come on over here. Right. You know, come on over here yeah. and, and listen to some of this history because I don't know what the deal is, but I think we've, I think we've gotten comfortable in accepting what society has made us out to be. Right, right. As opposed to trying to continue to learn more and more about ourselves. Mm-hmm. But we do get, I mean, when when we get the level of appreciation that, you know, people put out there, it's a, it's a high level of appreciation. Yeah. Um, around Grand Canyon last year, we, we went out from Chicago to Flagstaff on 66, mm-hmm. and then up to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. And we stopped at two or three different points. And every point that we stopped at, we went out, got some pictures, came back. Of course, there were people standing by the car. Mm-hmm. One point, 
we were getting ready to back out, and this band pulled up <laughs> <laughs> like, like they was the big four. So. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And uh, Italian family. Mm-hmm. But the wife knew that the husband who was driving was a car fan and an aviation fan. And she knew the husband knew what he was looking. I guess he was he was saying what he was looking at as he was pulling up. Mm-hmm. And she, they pulled up next to her, and she rolled her window down. She told me, "Don't go nowhere, don't go nowhere." And the husband jumped out, and next thing you know, we're standing there for another twenty, thirty minutes. Wow! Which is the purpose? That's the purpose, yeah. Of the vehicle, mm-hmm. it's the, we we had no problems mm-hmm. whatsoever. That, that was the purpose of the vehicle: is that outreach. Mm-hmm. So, you know, car shows. Cruises, parades, mm-hmm. air shows. Um, that's our main focus. We go, we set up, we open the hood, mm-hmm. just like all the other guys with their sweet cars. Right. And, uh, you know, people come by and they see what's going on and they want to know the story. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm there. I'm there to tell them the story. Okay. And you're fundraising now and so people can donate via Facebook, via, via the website. Uh, for your fundraising overall, and then you're also fundraising for your trek across the country. Right? Yes, okay. yes, there is. They can go to they can go to our website, and there's a button that actually goes directly to our Facebook site. Okay, we've got two different ways, technically three different ways, technically four different ways <laughs> <laughs> that people could donate. Mm-hmm. Number one, if you see me in person and you've got plastic, mm-hmm. we could use a square. Okay. To take a donation. I've mm-hmm. got a square on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send us a check mm-hmm. to our P.O. box mm-hmm. or on our website. Mm-hmm. Again, DetroitRedTail.org. Mm-hmm. At the top of all the pages is a, is a button mm-hmm. that actually really goes to Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you can donate through Facebook. Okay. Um, through our Facebook page, which is Detroit Red Tail. Mm-hmm. And Red Tail is one word, okay. just one word. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing about donating through Facebook is that there's no fees mm-hmm. for a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. But it takes three, four weeks to get the money. Okay. Now, a fourth way that people can donate is uh, through Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. Okay. It's an app that you can download to your phone. Mm-hmm. And you could search for Detroit Red Tail. Mm-hmm. And you could give through that app. Mm-hmm. And that donation is instant. Okay. I think there's like a 2 or 3% fee, but okay. that, that doesn't matter. But, yeah, we, we're, don- we're uh, fundraising mm-hmm. for our general, uh, general budget, basically, mm-hmm. but also for the Civil Rights Tour. Okay, excellent. And so, Eric, you've added a second vehicle, right? Yes. yes. Okay, so that second vehicle, and, I, you know, I'm a car person, so that's the, the vehicle itself. Is, is that a Chevy HHR? It is. Okay. And so you have wrapped that in tribute to? Now, that's also a Tuskegee Airmen tribute vehicle, but it is uh, the promotional slash marketing vehicle mm-hmm. for Detroit Red Tail. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story behind that particular vehicle is I've got the 2011 Ford Mustang that emulates the P-51 Mustang with the red tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, the P-51 Mustang is the one that most of the fighter groups 
including the 332nd, made famous mm-hmm. during World War II for bomb, long-range bomber escorts. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of people don't realize that the Tuskegee Airmen or the 332nd Fighter Group, who they were, mm-hmm. for about three weeks, they had a P-47, mm-hmm. which was a hand-me-down plane. And at that point in time is when they they got the assignment to escort bombers. Okay. So they were under the 15th Air Force. Mm-hmm. And the 15th Air Force, I think, had seven fighter groups. All the fighter groups had a tail color mm-hmm. designation. Mm-hmm. And that tail color designation was for the bombers mm-hmm. that they were escorting to recognize what fighter group it is. Okay. So for three weeks, they had the P-47 with red tails. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that the first plane that the Tuskegee Airmen had that had a red tail was a P-47. Mm-hmm. So this promotional marketing vehicle, mm-hmm. I'm labeling it as P-47 red tail. And there's a story behind it. If people have ever seen any of the Tuskegee Airmen movies mm-hmm. or any of the documentaries, mm-hmm. and they've seen the story about a group of Tuskegee Airmen who destroyed a German vessel, mm-hmm. this vehicle was, well, the representation or the emulation of this vehicle was one of the planes that okay. took part in that. Mm-hmm. Um, a uh, pilot by the name of Gwen Pearson, mm-hmm. a lieutenant. Uh, his, his plane number was 39. Okay. And him and a group of other guys, they were coming back from a mission, and they seen this German vessel. They thought it was a destroyer. Mm-hmm. And they fired on it, and the thing exploded. Now, when they came back, they reported that it was a German destroyer, and they blew it up. Mm. But in actuality, it was a German torpedo boat, and they it exploded, but they didn't sink it. It but it damaged it, and they took it out of took it out of commission. So uh, the three thirty second, if I'm not mistaken, I think the three thirty second is the only fighter group during World War II to ever get some type of credit for doing something like that. Wow! You know, no other fighter group has taken a, a vessel. Mm-hmm. Out of commission. Wow. They were the only ones. Wow. So yeah. this HHR has that story. Mm-hmm. It's my daily driver. Okay. And uh, nobody at work yet has cornered me mm-hmm. <laughs> and asked me anything about it. I'm quite sure, you know, one day as I run across more people, they probably will. Mm-hmm. But on the way home yesterday, as I was coming up Squirrel Road, mm-hmm. um, I'm looking to my right, and this guy in this pickup, he's hanging out kind of back right. to the side of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, what, what in the world is he doing? Because mm-hmm. he's got all the space in front of him. Mm-hmm. Come to find out he was reading the side <laughs> window <laughs> that has a story of, right. of why the car exists. Okay. Which is, you know. That's what you want. That's exactly what I want. So, okay. you know, it, it served its purpose. Very good. Very good. Well, bro, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about spirituality, okay? Sounds good. Okay. Strategic Beautification. Strategic Beautification is a comprehensive consulting, design, and implementation service that begins with the basics. The basics are litter debris removal along commercial corridors, 
services are then customized to accommodate the needs of the client. Our corporate culture is to leave people, places, and things better than we found them. We stand on old-fashioned values to lead us into a future that enriches our youth, the region, and the environment. That's Izzy Wisdom. Get involved today by calling 866-97-IZZY. That's 866-97-I-Z-Z-I-E. Or visit our website at www.izzyllc.com. Okay, we're back, and this is Community where we talk about unique pathways and one common goal. I'm here with my bro, my CT bro, my big bro, and we've been talking about Detroit Red Tail, and uh, we're now going to segue into uh, spirituality. So, so Eric, bro, um, when I have men on the show, it's very important for me to allow black men to talk about their spiritual walk. And so right now in this space and time, what does your spiritual walk look like? Um, I think it's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe more so in spirituality than religion. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we're all spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that you know people decide <laughs> what type of spirit they want to follow. <laughs> 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 If they want to follow the righteous right. spirit or if they want to follow the unrighteous spirit. Mm-hmm. There's there's only two kinds of people right. in this world, the righteous and the unrighteous. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I know there's, I've been a church member for years. Mm-hmm. I've always gone to church, but um, never really been the type to, you know, just harp on yeah. religion, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's tons of different religions. But, mm-hmm. you know, what's in your soul, what's in your heart is not necessarily some instructions or some words. Right. It's an actual spirit mm-hmm. that's guiding you mm-hmm. the right way or the wrong way. Now, I think the words and the instructions tell you what the right and the wrong way is, mm-hmm. but... And some people may need to hear that and read those those words and mm-hmm. instructions. Um, but I also think that, that there is a, a spirit that will guide you in the right way. And I, I find a lot that, you know, as I sit at Bible study, mm-hmm. things like that, I say to myself, you know, that's the right way to do things. And, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> you know, just because my spirit wants me to do it that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think my my spiritual walk is, mm-hmm. is, is pretty strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get mistaken for a pastor when you're out in the streets? Do minister, deacon, at least? Do you get yeah. No. <laughs> no, but I, I'm, trying to, I, I, I'm trying to remember if there was, any movies? I don't think I've done any movies where I was a a minister, but I've I've always looked at some of the some of the shots that I've taken, some of the headshots and thing, and, and you know, from an angle, I kind of look like Marvin Wine. You sure do. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> the back of my bald head. <laughs> you know, and I, I I saw you you know singing a little bit. 
you yeah. know, leading praise and worship. So, you know, yeah. I, you know, you got something on you. Yeah. I'm not going to say what it is, <laughs> Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I do some, I do some praise and worship at, at church. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, my, my partner that I was, was doing praise and worship with, she passed last week. Uh, her service was, what was it, last Friday, I think it was? Or I think it was last Friday. Yeah, very sorry to hear that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I like to sing. I've always liked to sing. Mm-hmm. And um, I like gospel music. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some that, that, you know, just flows yeah. nicely and, yeah. and, and, and right, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, there are some gospel singers that. So, so Eric, you have any acting projects coming up anytime soon? You got any new stuff going on? No, I I don't. I did some filming last year, actually. My man, um, Sean Brown. Mm -hmm. Um, I first got with Sean Brown way back in 2009. We did a did a movie called Haywood Brown. Mm -hmm. Uh, Haywood Brown was his uncle. Okay. And Haywood Brown, if you remember. He and a couple of his buddies were set up by the police. This was back in the 70s. Heywood Brown and his buddies was trying to clean the drugs out of the community. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. stress mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wasn't having it. Mm-hmm. So although Hayward and his buddies were trying to clean the drugs out, mm-hmm. um, the police were like, no, that's our, that's our money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's our money. So... Mm-hmm. They they set him up in the whole nine yards and and uh, Hayward's attorney was um, Cockrell Ken Cockrell Senior. Oh wow! Yeah, that's okay. when he first came to fame, fame back in the in the early seventies. But but Sean, um, the last thing I did was a sitcom with him. Last year we did some filming and it's he was trying to get it on WADL mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. back in April, but it's it's on YouTube. Okay. He ended up putting it out there as a, as a uh, yeah, what do you want to call it? it it's, it's on YouTube. Okay. But I think I only filmed a few scenes with him. Okay. So many things I'm doing now with the with the Tuskegee Airmen and, and with Detroit Red Tail. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to get back into right. some acting projects. I, I look periodically and see what's out there. But. Okay. And then, I mean, you got a full plate. You're, you're a husband, you know, dad. Not granddad, yeah. you know, beautiful grandbaby. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you, Thank made, you. your 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 plate is full. You just came back from where you celebrating the anniversary? Um yeah. no, we were just we were just having fun. Enjoy, enjoying ourselves. Okay. Um, we did a cruise back in God was that oh April, May, mm-hmm. beginning of May, end of May. I can't remember. Okay. It it passed so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but this past weekend, we also just went out to Toronto, just spent some quality time. She's got some days off. I got some days off of work, so. Okay. You know. Make it work, bro. Make it yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> got to keep appreciating me. Yes. <laughs> although she although she told me she wasn't going to come to Africa with me. <laughs> like, you missed a lot of fun. Yeah. So we're fading out on the show now, and at this point in the, t- in the show, I like to pay homage to Martha Gina Queen, and so I call this moment in the show Inspiration Time, and I'd like to ask uh, my guests, where do you de- derive 
your inspiration to get up every day and do the good work, the Tuskegee Airmen good work, you know, the husband, father, grandfather, red tail, good work. Mm -hmm. Where do you get your inspiration? Well, I mean, family, the, mm -hmm. as far as getting out and doing the 95 and bringing home the income is to, you know, mm -hmm. keep, the, keep the family happy. Mm -hmm. Although my two kids are grown, but... Mm -hmm. um, course you got to keep the wife happy <laughs> <laughs> but the, the 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 my immediate family is my inspiration mm -hmm. um my mother my yeah. brother mm -hmm. my sisters i mm -hmm. mean they're they're also inspiration but of course they're <laughs> next in line behind me, <laughs> behind, the immediate, behind the immediate family right um and just you know just just uh, just doing good deeds, just trying to leave a mark mm -hmm. in the world mm -hmm. um, where, you know, not necessarily trying to be remembered, but, you know, just, just leave a positive mark in the world as opposed to a negative mark. Mm -hmm. With the Tuskegee Airmen, um, when I got with those guys and sat and listened to the originals, mm -hmm. the documented original Tuskegee Airmen, as they're called, um, listening to their stories are inspirational, mm -hmm. thinking about the things that they went through, mm -hmm. uh, very inspirational. Um, and the fact that the guys are, are still here in their 90s yeah. to continue to tell their story and to continue to teach mm -hmm. us youngsters mm -hmm. their story, mm -hmm. you know, is in inspiring for me to go out with the car because when I go out with the car and I tell these stories that they've told me, Mm -hmm. People are intrigued. Yeah. They they enjoy really enjoy the stories. I honor two different people on the car: mm -hmm. Harry Stewart and Alexander Jefferson, mm -hmm. and both of them have their unique story. Mm -hmm. And I can start from the beginning of the car, walk all the way around it, and tell ten different stories. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a, a miniature museum basically. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the, the 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 main inspiration is to is to leave a positive, well, I guess I could say a positive spirit. Yeah. A positive spirit. I mean, once I'm gone, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want people to look back at me and, you know, in, in a negative way. Mm -hmm. At least look back at me and smile. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Just uh, looking back and, and frowning. So. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, coming and being on the show, I give you agape love, my brother. You too. Yes, I accept that. And um, so we're going to say goodbye. Uh, until next time, you've been listening to Community with Audra, where we talk about unique pathways and what kind of goal. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Remember to like. Share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.